0: That the truth, yes, sir. I mean, it really is when you think about it now we we, we think we need more than that, right. and uh, sometimes we say we need more than that, but you really don't you say, well you you, you can't speak for me." Well, I'll tell you part of the problem uh, that many marriages have is uh, is uh, people expect their spouse to meet the need. That only Christ can meet. Right. So they put this unfair expectation on them to be all things to them, and they they can't do it. And so they go. Well, uh, you know, I'm I'm not happy. I'm not content. I'm not whatever. And the reality of it is, nobody can can meet the need that Christ can meet. And uh, He designed it that way. You you can't live the Christian life without Him. Right. It's, to, it's impossible. Now you may you may do it in the flesh for a while, but you. It's it's too difficult to really live for God without uh, the Lord, and so a lot of people quit. Revelation chapter two tonight. We started a couple weeks ago talking about the uh, the church at Smyrna, and uh, again I'll go back and uh, we'll look back at uh, verse number eight. We'll start there, go down through verse eleven. The Bible said unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. He said, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. And he says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Boy, that's hard right there, isn't it? Said, so "Don't fear any of the things which you're going to suffer," and uh, goes on to say, uh, uh, "Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that he may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. But thou faithful, uh, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life." He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Amen. And so. In every letter, the Lord gives the church counsel along with his conviction. Smyrna is a little different. He not only points out in these other churches what is wrong, but how to make it right. Isn't that the way God is? He said, here's the problem, here's the solution, right? A lot of times we're good at pointing out problems. People come to me sometimes about the church, and they'll say, well, preacher, here, this is wrong, and this is wrong, this is wrong. And it may not be anything big. It may be something small, minute, but it just irritates you. And I always say, well, can you fix it? Well, no. I, I just, somebody else can. I just like to point out what's wrong. Come on. Right? A lot of people in life are that way. The Lord doesn't do that. He said, here's what's wrong, but here's how to fix it. Right? right. You don't take your car to mechanic, I hope, and, and the mechanic says, well, here's your problem. Well, can you fix it? No. <laughs> right? No, you got to take somebody else. So uh, the church at Smyrna was not criticized like the others. Uh, the Lord really didn't say, here's your problem. He, he really gave them, uh, as we saw last week or, or two weeks ago, He said, I know thy works in tribulation. He's letting them know, just like she sang about uh, tonight and, and we have sang in the congregation, uh, that the Lord will not leave us alone. Amen. So the church at Smyrna was not criticized like the others, but the Lord gives them hope. And I think today we need hope. Amen. Amen. I, I mean, when people lose hope, when they lose hope, they lose their way. When when people lose hope, they just give up. Right. And w- folks, we can't give up in these last days. Right. I, I know things look bleak. I know Jesus is coming. Uh, you know, I understand uh, all probably don't understand it all. I'm not saying that. But I'm aware of all this going on. And I understand how discouraging it can be. But God gives us hope. And what was it that the Lord wanted the church to know out of this scripture? Uh, Just a couple things. I think I only got two points tonight. Number one is in verse 10 we see the counsel he gives. He says in verse 10 for fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Now, buddy, that's a statement because he he says in verse 9, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not but are the synagogue of Satan. So he's already saying here in verse number 9, he said, I know your tribulation. I I know what you're going through. I understand all the fires you're going through. I understand the... The persecution you're going through. I understand he said, because we've already established, remember, uh, last time we established that the Lord had already gone through all that stuff. He already passed through death and came out victorious on the other side. And so he's telling them, listen, don't don't feel like you're alone. Don't feel like I don't understand. Because he said, I'm the one who's allowing this in your life. Well, that ought to give us counsel today. Because how often do we say, well, nobody else knows what I'm going through in life. Hey, nobody understands I'm trying to live for God and and the devil. We blame a lot on the devil, don't we? Sometimes what we go through is our own doing. Sometimes what we go through, and I understand the, the Lord lets the devil, allows him. But friend, according to this scripture here, he said, I know thy works tribulation. He said, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Is that in your Bible? We still believe this inspired, preserved word of God? Well, according to what he's saying, none. A big fat zero. Not some. Not you, don't, you don't get it, right? You don't understand. You don't understand how big my trials are. You don't understand how bad the storms are. How, you don't understand that, that, I, that I have to fear because that's who I am. That's, that's not what your Bible says. He says, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Now this is not the, ready? This is not the American church kind of suffering here. This is not, the governor said we couldn't meet. This is, you have been shunned from society because you're a Christian. This is, you're an outcast because you're a Christian. This is, you may die because you're a Christian. You with me? So let, let's, not, let's not put ourselves in the same category with these Christians here, right? Because I got taken off of Twitter, right? I got demonetized from YouTube for being a Christian. Can you believe that? Right? We don't understand the problems they were going through. Our problems are totally different. That's right. But let's be honest, Brother Johnny, to us, they're not small. They, they should be, but they're not small. So he's saying, don't, don't be afraid of anything. Right? Don't, don't fear none of, the, none of them. Amen. Right. What would you be like if you didn't fear anything? I ain't talking about proud, boastful. I'm just talking about the confidence that I don't have fear because God said I didn't have to. Right, right. Well, that word fear is interesting, and it? it means this, to be in awe or paralyzed by. Right. To be in such awe that we're paralyzed. Paralyzed with fear is what we say, right? But here's what the Lord said. Fear is, the counterproductive, is counterproductive to what? Faith. You can't have fear and faith. Fear and faith do not go together. They don't ride in the same car. Amen. You either have fear or faith, you don't have fear and faith. So he is encouraging the church to respond in faith to what they're going through, not fear. I can't do that. Why not? How big is our God? See, fear manifests itself in pressure. When when stuff starts to pressure us, we start fearing, right? We start being afraid of the unknown of what might happen. And it robs us of the peace of God. When we're afraid, it robs us of peace, right? Listen, we like our house. You like your house. Why? Because it gives you a sense of security the walls, the alarm system, you know, the 95 firearms, you got the, the, the attack dog, right? We got, attack, uh, we got an attack dog, mentor Schnauz. You come in our house, she'll gum you to death because she don't have any teeth. But she acts like a Rottweiler. The neighborhood you live in, whatever it is, you feel somewhat secure in that place, right? Well, how can we feel secure in four walls of... of uh, 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 of wood or brick, right? right? But we don't feel secure in the unchanging hand of an all-powerful Amen. God. Amen. How how can we? And I, listen, I love America. You know I do. But some folks are more secure in their patriotism right. than they are. their standing in heaven. Right. Yeah. Now I'll tell you. I'm be honest with you. I love the red, white, and blue, yes, but the red, white, and blue might fall tomorrow. That's right. Right. Amen. Good. We left God a long time ago. And right. Listen, you, you, don't, you don't treat children like we're treating children. You don't do that and God's hand. no problem. You don't do that. Say, hey, no right. don't do that. There's, some, there's some lines you don't cross over. I'm afraid we've crossed over some lines. Right. Right. You, you, don't, you don't treat people like property. You don't, you don't, uh uh-uh. uh. I think we, we've we messed up big time. Yes, it, it don't have anything to do with Democrat, Republican. That's right. It, this has to do with God and Satan. This has to do with morality, what's right and wrong. That's where we're at. Yes, See, they're, they're ginning up all this hatred between us. When what we all do is say, something bigger going on here. Yes, sir. you're right. Amen. Amen. And what's going to happen before long is. Subtly, little by little, what we're doing here is going to be illegal. That's right. So so you've got to decide now before anything else comes down the pike that, hey, I'm just going to trust God no matter what it is. And if not, if see, fear, when, when, when Satan uses fear, he uses it to control you. You know why some of you won't go knock on a door? You're scared to death. You're scared to death of what's on the other side. You're scared to death. Even more so than that, Brother Eddie, scared to death, somebody's going to reject you. Right, right. We went and knocked on the door yesterday. This teenage boy came to the door. I said, how you doing? Eve? I said, you go to church? Where? He said, no, sir. No, he didn't say no, sir. He said, no. I said, would you be interested in going to church? He said, no. I gave him a track anyway. What I got? To he didn't like me, right? I'd say in all the doors we knocked on, the ones that actually came to the door, none of them were really that receptive. But guess what? I'm here today. Right. Brother Ken, I'll tell you this. There was something inside of me before he we went. I'm going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. My flesh said, I don't want to do this. But, but at some point in time, you've got to get over all this. I'm afraid and get over all this fear of what might be because the only thing we know what will be is one day Jesus is coming. Amen. That's what we know. Fear manifests itself in pressure, and we're always feeling that pressure when we're afraid afraid of the economy, afraid of this, afraid of COVID, afraid of you name it, you put in the fear you got, and there's this intense pressure that we feel, and that's what that church was going through all the time. It wasn't once in a while, it was all the time pressure. And the Lord said, Don't fear. Faith manifests itself in peace. Didn't matter what was going on. If they had faith, they had peace. Right, right. What kind of peace do we have? Then he gives counsel concerning the future. The Bible said, fear none of those things thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast uh, uh, some of you in prison, that ye may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Right. I don't know about you. That does not sound to me like I'm going... Looking forward to the future, right? Come on. Notice what he said. He said, the devil shall. Yes. So business is getting ready to pick up. Right. Right. He said, the devil's getting ready to throw some of y'all in prison. I don't know about you. I don't know if I don't want to go to church service. And God says, listen, Currytown Baptist Church, I don't want you to be afraid of anything. We're going, hallelujah, man. Things are going to get better. Hey, man. What you gonna do for us, Jesus? He says, "Some of you getting ready to go to prison. <laughs> <Right? Come on. laughs> Time out! That is not what I signed up for. Right. Yeah, you did, right?" Yes, Since, <laughs> the devil. <laughs> it wasn't the devil's gonna do it, right? That's what he said. Now I think when the devil does it, pretty bad prison, right? That's that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but you not know, like that first part where he said, don't be afraid. I'm with you always, amen, even in the, in the world. You're like, praise God for that. And then, he's, then he's telling you, y'all don't be afraid, church. Some of you are going to jail. Right. Okay, well, sounds bad. At least three pots and a cot, right? I mean, could be worse depending on what jail you go to. He said, but that's not all. You're going to be tried. Probably not going to be found innocent, right? This, 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 the courts were corrupt. They didn't like the, think about this. They didn't like the Christians anyway. They've already done all they can to outcast them, make them where they didn't have anything. Now they're going to be tried. Do you think there is going to be anybody that gives them a fair trial? Good. I'd say no. Then he goes on to say, by the way, you, some of you are going to die. That's right. I don't think it's one of those deaths where you fall asleep in your bed at night and don't wake up either, do you? I'm thinking they're going to kill them. Well, look what he said. Behold. Said, "Behold!" In other words, be aware of. Yes. Now, listen, what I'm telling you: ignorance is the ally of fear. Good. Right. You don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yes. Then when, then when stuff gets you right when those tribulations and trials when they when they jump on you, you're going, oh, God, why'd you let this happen, Lord? I don't know what I I never saw that coming. Right. You got to know what's going on. Yes, sir. I want to say this. I've got to be careful. You do as well. I need. I need to watch the news. All right, I do. I don't believe ninety percent of it, but there is an element. There's a thread of truth that you can see what's going on in the world. Right. Okay, I don't. I don't believe. You know, I'm not on the bandwagon, and well, that's a hundred percent true people are liars people lie on the news they lie everywhere so before you before you you know drag your, drag your boots and stick them down in there and say that's it for me I'm sticking with it you better, you better wake up but at least you can get the general picture of what's going on right that's what I'm saying where you get your good news from is that Bible. Amen. Where I get my news that keeps me aware of what's going on is, is the other. Yes, right? I, I got to be aware. I got to walk circumspect. I got to know what's going on. I got to know what's going on culturally in this world, and you do too to be relevant. That's good. Right? Right? I mean I mean if we're if we're still if we're still preaching on issues, cultural issues that happened in the nineteen sixties and seventies, we're not dealing with what's going on. People need help today yes, biblically right. with what's going on That's in this right. world. That's good, amen. But that doesn't mean I'm in the tank with somebody on it. You with That's me? Right. So so I'm not I'm not running down these rabbit holes, Brother Jose, whereas you know, this is the way it is. You're going to get the real story from your Bible. That's right. Sure. Yes, sir. Why to sell? Because we, he does not want us to be ignorant. That's right. Ignorance. People say ignorance is bliss, right? Well, from what I don't know it won't hurt me yet, will? Right. Yes, so he gives the prospect of persecution. He's telling them. What's coming ahead? He's told us, you need to study your Bible not only for your present day. Well, I'm going through this. Where's the scripture that can help me get through the day? What about next week, the next year, yes, if Jesus doesn't come? Yes, we, see, the more you read that book, the more you realize that Jesus is coming, and we got to get ready. Yes. If all you do is cherry picking verses about That's what's right. going to make me feel better today, and I, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of that, right? But don't make that your Bible study. Because right. what you'll do is you'll say, oh, I'm, I've got tough times today. I need a, I need a verse. You'll read something and it'll give you a verse on that particular thing. You go, oh, I feel better today. Well, tomorrow when you wake up, you know what's going to happen? Something else is going to be bad. You I need a verse today. Well, if I got the big picture, Come on. Jesus is coming, yes. right? Yes. If, I, if I know He's coming, I can take a little bit of persecution and pain to know that one day, praise God, He's coming. And all this behind me. Amen. You with me? Yes. Shake your head like that. That's good. So He's not only conscious of the trial; He is in control of the trial. He's He knows what we're going to do. But here's what He's saying. He said, "Here's what's going to happen." How does He know what's going to happen? Because He allows it to happen. Yes. But then he's in control because look what he said. He said, you shall have tribulation how long? 11? 20? 10? That tells me he's in. I'm going to let you go through this this long, but on this day I'm cutting it off. That's good. Good I don't care what the devil wants to do. That's on right. this day, that's it. That's control, praise God. Yes, huh? Yes, sir. Seven years tribulation, you know what? God's gonna say, enough. That's right. Right? Amen. Right? Yes, when he when he when he looses Satan for that that uh, that period, you know what he's gonna say? Enough. Amen. Glory to God. Hang with me now. Yes, sir. One day when he cast old Slewfoot in the in the the lake of fire, right. you know what he's gonna say? Huh? But look at all the destruction of God's lake fire. That's right. he, he has, he's got to bow his knee, right? right? Yes, sir, yes, man. I, every, knee, right. every knee, every knee. Hallelujah! Every knee. Yes, Hallelujah. Every knee. Right. You, me, Satan, yes. all the demons yes. of hell, all the kings, all the rulers, all those that have yes. caused persecution to right. this church. All that have caused persecution to God's people, they may have thought they stomped it out. But you know what they're going to do one day? They're going to bow their knee, their unworthy knee. And they're going to crown him and they're going to acknowledge him, King of kings and Lord of lords. So friend, may I say this? We ain't got much longer. Don't give up now. Don't get discouraged. He said 10 days. It's not 11. It's not 12. It's not however long Satan wants to. 10 days. He said, that's it. He's in control of the test. He's in control of testing them. He's in control of the time. Hallelujah. Then he gives them counsel concerning faithfulness. Watch this. Be thou faithful. (laughs) What's those next two words? Somebody help me. Unto... That does not say until it gets bad. That does not say until I just can't take it anymore. Listen to me. Because it's coming in your life at some point in time is coming. And you're going to feel pressured by Satan. You're going to fear. You're going to want to give up. You're going to want to throw in the towel. You're going to say no more. I'm not serving God anymore. You may not consciously say it, but I promise you I've seen it. I've been here 20 years, going on 21. I've been saved since I'm 25 years old. I've been in church my whole life. You've seen it too. Folks, you never thought would quit on God. You can't find them now. That's right. You're right. Right? Yes, sir. Not only, Brother John, some of them not only just got out of church, some of them have denounced their faith. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because it got too hot for them. Now, I'm not... I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging on you. I'm not bragging on me. It's only with the help of God you and I wouldn't quit. Amen. Yes, sir. But listen to what I'm saying. Yes. It's going to take some grit and resolve on your part too. Yes. I had a friend of mine. He, I may have told you this before. Uh, we was talking about a situation. This preacher messed up. Running around on his wife. He said now he called me and he had this He had this, uh well, you know, we just need to we just need to have grace and, and just on and on. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, if it weren't for the grace of God, that could be any of us. And I said, let me tell you something. I said, you're right about that. But I said, it's also wisdom. Let me tell you how not to ever mess up on your wife. Don't be in a place where you could. Right? I mean, you... you you start playing around the muddy banks of sure. Satan's Creek, you know what you're going to do? You're going to slide in once in a while. Yeah, just stay away from the creek. Yes, yeah, sir. That's right. We get this, well, now, you know, the, uh, the. and I'm not going there, I'm moving on. I just, get, I just get so tired of the Christian lingo. I understand the grace of God. I understand God's unmerited favor. I understand all that. But some of it is personal responsibility Amen. that you say you're saved by the grace of God. Don't put yourself in that position. That's right? right? I mean, just use some common sense. That's good preaching. Amen. Yes, sir. Right. Amen. So, so he says, be faithful not till you want to quit, not till things get hard, not till something better comes along. He said this where, where the counsel concerning faithfulness is. He said unto death. That's right. yes, sir. You want to finish well? You better, you, better, you better spend time in the word of God. Spend time in prayer. And you better have something inside of you that says. God has been so good to me. God has saved my wretched soul out of the fiery pits yes. of hell. Amen. And I ain't quitting. Amen. You, you can believe in. Brother Ken you can believe in Grace. Mercy, long, so you can believe in all that. And I do. Please don't misunderstand me. I ain't talking about. But there's got to be something inside of you that what he did on Calvary Amen. is big enough to keep you going no matter what happens. Amen. Right? Yes, sir. The most powerful argument for Christianity is faithfulness. Not size of a church. Listen, how are you going to argue with those early disciples right. when they were all martyred? killed yes, right. the, all they had to do is renounce Christ and so, look down through the ages those martyrs that died they would oh, yeah, they would not re- all you had to do is say uh, that you're not a Christian we won't burn you at stake yeah. Yeah. all you got to do is renounce Christ and we won't saw yeah, you no, in, we won't saw you in half yeah, you with me yeah. All you got to do is say you're not a Christian, right. and we won't we won't rip you in half. That's right. You know what they did? <laughs> Some of them while they're being burned were are praising God. That's right. Some of them were singing. Glory to God! Right? Yes, sir. You know what we do? They might make fun of me at work. That's right. Tell it. Right? Go ahead, preacher. He's saying, "Listen, you, you know what they did? Every time, every time the church has been persecuted, it has exponentially grown." Yeah, that's right. Amen, How many times people pray? We want to see church growth. We want to see. We want to see a great harvest, Lord. You're right. Right? What if it took persecution to get it? Would we be okay with that? As long as it's somebody else, we would. See, the pinnacle of faithfulness is unto death. The prize of faithfulness, he said, I will give thee a crown of life. Number two, quickly, I'll, won't spend much time on this. Verse 11. the coronation he gives. He said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be heard of the second death. Right. So here's what he gives them. He, first of all, now again, understand where they're at. They have no rest. They have, they have no, no relief of going through the persecution that they're going through. Well, here's what he promises them, right? The prospect of rest. Now we 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 make a lot of that word today, don't we? Yes. Right. We and you, by the way, you you gotta get rest. You gotta get proper rest. Right. Cool. But let's be honest, that's the buzzword today. Come on. I'm just so burned out. Right. I am so burned out. I can't function. I have to have a vacation. And then about three weeks later, I'm so burned out again. I need another vacation. Everybody, every three weeks, especially summertime, that's when everybody gets burned out. Hallelujah. That's right, Well, again, because that beach, boy, it, it provides what we need. Hallelujah. And it provides every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Praise the Lord. That's, that's, right. a, that's the best time to get recharged. <laughs> Miss church for the beach. Hallelujah. Yeah. I think we gotta get rest. I know we do. I need rest. I mean, there's been times just last year. I I was man. I was done. I couldn't even think. I was sitting. I couldn't even think. But most Christians ain't burning out. That's right. They rusting out, right? You leave something inactive long enough, you know what happens to it? It gets rust on it. We we like to rest out. Amen. We a rest out crew. Got to rest. But you ain't going to get rest from what Satan's doing. That's right? right? Till one day when Jesus comes back. There was a day of rest coming that wasn't then. Won't be for you and I now. There's too much to do to give up. Though their life on this earth has been anything but rest, he's promising the prospect of rest. And then he's offering the prospect of reigning. Yes. I mean, they were under constant pressure and persecution. They were under constant submission to authorities that did not care for their way of life. And these who have been under harsh rule would one day rule. This right. not, Friend, listen, this isn't your home right now. Yeah. Right. We're pilgrims passing through. One day there'll be a new heaven, new earth. Yes, hallelujah. Yeah. That'll be it, right? And then he gives them the prospect of relief. Yes. They would not have to spend eternity with those who cause so much suffering and they would not have to spend eternity with that suffering. Oh, yeah. But it was going to be on the other side of death. Oh, yeah. See, I think, again, I think... I think God's people, in their mind, have this mindset that I know what the Bible says. I know things are going to get worse. Right. But Brother Jerry, I think in our minds we're saying, yeah, but later on down the road, later, I think now if we just get this going and this going and this policy and this, then least in our lifetime. See, we know it's going to get worse, but we don't want it in our lifetime. That's right. Well, let me ask you this. When do you want it? In your kid's lifetime? Gentlemen. I mean, is that what we want? Let's, Lord, you let us get through it, but let our kids go through this, this kind of stuff. Oh, no, 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 preacher, not our kids. Well, your grandkids? <laughs> That's right. Good, Pastor. See, because if you got kids... They have kids, and they you're always going to have some family going through it. That's right. We're just kind of like, "Well, if we could just do these things, maneuver this, do this, 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 things would be going let me let me help you with something. Stuff's got to get worse, right? When you look at a, a one-world currency, something's got to happen That's right. for there to be a desire Amen. for a one-world currency. Right? Preacher, right. right? Yes, like, I don't know, banks failing. Does that happen? Oh, yeah, it did Friday, didn't it? <laughs> something's got to happen to have a one-world religion. Right? Right? Everybody's not going to be one of Christianity. Amen. Something's got to happen to have a one-world government. That's good. Seems like that's kind of what's going on now. We just we just had some stuff where there was a big pandemic. Remember that thing? Just a few years. We we just kind of forgot all about that. We've forgotten, brother. Just about all the liberties and sovereignty that we've lost. right, Right. And here's what's going to happen. Things are going to be so bad that people are going to say, we don't care who it is, how bad this person is. We don't care their morals. We don't care anything. As long as they will relieve the suffering that we're going through, we'll follow him. It be hard for people to follow the Antichrist. That's, right. That's right. We don't know our Bible well enough now. You're right. right? No, so what I'm saying is just hold on till Jesus comes. That's right. Be encouraged. Right? Yeah. Be encouraged that there's an end to whatever you're going through. Right? right? Be encouraged that it's all under his control. Right. Be encouraged that one day. We're not even going to be here if you're saved. I mean, think, man, I, the older you get, how many how many would say this? If you're older, I'm I'm turned fifty two this month. I'm getting older, right? So I, mean, I know some of you older folks. I ain't old. I didn't say I was old. I said older. Right. But I have learned that I really am looking more forward to heaven than I ever have before. I'm serious, folks. I'm not just saying that. I'm t- I'm, it's hard down here, right, right? I'm getting more people over on that side than this side, right? Good. You start to understand the older you get, you know, and, and you, you, hear, you hear older saints of God saying, listen, I'm just ready to go home. Right. You start understanding that a little more. So don't quit on turn four. We're on turn four. Don't quit on turn four. We're almost home. Just keep going. Faithful, faithful unto death. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for all you've done for us. Speak to hearts in Jesus' name. Let's stand together, heads bowed, eyes closed.